to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 40 of the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for joining me this week. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad to have you as a listener. And if you are here every week, thank you. I have gratitude for you as well. And I appreciate you always tuning in. Last week, we started a new series all about story. Last week, the story was all about what you're telling yourself internally that's keeping you stuck and not propelling in your business. Now we're going to get a little bit more applicable with our story component and continue the series for about four more episodes. This episode is being brought to you by my new five-day free challenge to grow your email list. How important is an email list? Well, it is the catapult of your marketing. If you aren't getting subscribers to enroll in your email list on a regular basis, you are definitely losing money. However, creating that free download can be a challenge. It's the start of your sales funnel. If you don't have something people want, you're not gonna get subscribers. So this five-day challenge walks you through creating that free download. Every day you'll get an email in your inbox with a specific direction and a step to take that that specific day. At the end of the week, I'm also doing a live training to answer questions, give you some insider tips and techniques on getting that download created to perfection. And also, how could it be better? I have a free Facebook group where you can go and post your questions all week long, build collaboration with other people that are growing their list in their business, and learn some inside tricks and tricks of the trade inside the group. So join me for the free training by going to alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge. I can't wait to see you inside and to see your wonderful opt-in when you finish it. Again, go to alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge to participate in this five-day challenge. See you soon. In case some of you are not aware, um, I recently got certified as a story brand certified guide. In fact, I'm going to talk about that next week and um, dig a little bit deeper into what that means and why I did that. However, this week, I really want to talk to you about the power of story in your business. And when I was researching this episode, I was excited that story's been around so long, and yet we don't utilize it as well as we can within our business. When I went back and looked, I actually went to look up, you know, when, when was the origin, origin of story? And it actually dates back to the time of cavemen. The first story being told, written on caves with, um, you know, probably berry remnants or whatever they could find to either carve it into the stone or create it in, in the cave to tell their story. And typically it was the story of generations. You would see, you know, um, the men and then their kids and their family and, Um, And then it would go on and on and on. But because storytelling has been around for thousands of years, it's very powerful. And there's a reason it's powerful. It's because it directly um, corresponds and creates different chemicals in our brain that make us want 
to know more and make us uh, want to go further down the story. And so in all good stories, you're taken on a journey, specifically opening a story loop in your brain. And when we look around our world, we, st- we, we actually see story is used everywhere. And even if you don't recognize it, your subconscious recognizes it. And it's whether it determines whether or not you remain interested in the story. And so I just put together a list of certain of some places that we see story regularly and we may not even be aware of it. Um, Obviously, movies and books and um, even music. If you think about the lyrics of a song, they often tell a story, whether it's the story of the songwriter or the person singing the song. And maybe that person is um, one in the same. Somebody who powerfully does this currently in the music business is Taylor Swift. That's why she's become so popular with young girls and um, has a following. And as she's progressed through her life, her stories have changed. Her music stories have changed as well. Religion is another great place where they use parables and stories. If you follow any major religion, and I have no preference, of course, which one you choose, but most of the major religions and religious leaders use story to teach lessons. In fact, entire entire religious books are written on story. Poetry includes story. Um, Even the news media, when they're they're reporting a, a news event, they use story to tell, well, the story. Architecture can tell story and so can paintings. But more uh, into the world of business, you see story being used all the time on social media. In fact, it's the newest, hottest trend, which sort of makes me laugh as story has been around for thousands of years. But now you're seeing what's popping up and what's being more utilized and getting better results are Instagram stories, Facebook stories, soon to be LinkedIn stories, and even Snapchat that started the game off to begin with. When you use story to market your business, you're immediately going to stand out from the other people uh, in your industry, including your competition, but you're also going to stand out from all the noise that takes um, precedence, especially in online marketing. Now, let me caveat that with if you use story well, and there's definitely a formula to it, and I'm going to tell you more about that formula next week. This week, I really want to talk to you about how story works in your brain and why it opens a story loop and the power of creating that story loop opening in creating marketing for your business and messaging for your business. Now, when we talk story, you're going to hear me use the term messaging and story interchangeably. You're always creating some sort of messaging, whether you're creating an email, um, an email, email series or an email blast. Um, you're creating, you know, copy for your sales pages or your opt-in downloads. Um, for your website, for social media posts, for images, for whatever you're doing, you have to use some sort of messaging. When you're really clear and intentional about that messaging and you create a story and you follow a framework with that story, it's going to cause an interaction and a subconscious and conscious reaction with your audience if you do it right. So when we talk about that methodology, it doesn't really, um, 
matter how long the story is. And I'm going to use an example in a couple of minutes. But the methodology has to be followed and it has to trigger different pieces of your brain. And so I want to teach you this week about those different pieces of your brain and how they work and um, how using that story can actually grow your audience, increase engagement, and get you more customers. So if you'll walk to the way back years, if if you were a child of the 80s, you'll probably get this. But in the 80s, there was a commercial. And I'm going to describe it. I'm sure if you go Google it, you can find the commercial on YouTube. In fact, I will look for the link and I will add it to the show notes. But there was a commercial and it was basically a frying pan sitting on the stove and it had some oil in it. And then they cracked an egg into the pan and they said, this is your brain. And then the brain starts frying. It says, this is your brain on drugs. And at the end, when it's all fried up and gross, they're like, any questions? That, my friends, is a story. It took us on a journey. Whether we wanted to go on the journey or not, it took us on the journey. It took us on a journey of pulling us into the story with the egg, like why are they cracking an egg in this pan, to a message that directly emotionally connected to us. Hey, this is your brain on drugs. Holy crap, I don't want my brain to be on drugs. And um, final, you know, the final component of it that wrapped it together was, are there any questions? So what is amazing about that short concise commercial is that it had more effect than longer, um, more expensive advertising in the war on drugs than any of its counterparts. It, it had a higher uh, engagement and effect and memorability, even, you know, at 20, 30 years later. So why? You, I just started to ask myself, why is that? And it's because a good story regardless of length, literally, literally will take our brain on a journey. And there's three components of that journey. The first is, this will be familiar if you listen to the sales um, funnel episodes recently. The first is grabbing your attention or awareness. Do you see how it's connecting to sales funnels? If you don't have awareness and you don't grab their attention, you can't go further in the funnel. Well, that awareness piece of it actually releases a chemical in our brain called cortisol. And it makes us, that chemical makes us aware that there's a problem. And it constantly is uh, available in our brain. And so if we recognize a problem, the cortisol is released in our brain. And so good marketing, good advertising, and good messaging will release that first initial piece of cortisol and then move your brain through the process that keeps you engaged with that story. So in the example that I gave you with the egg, um, and I'm going to have another example in just a couple of minutes that I'll walk you through as well. You're going to see that the problem is, is that there's this egg and it's your brain and you're like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. I don't want my brain to be in a pan if it's an egg. And so our brain is immediately pulled into that story and where it's grabbed our attention and it can be either negative or positive. And in the case of the egg, it's kind of negative. You know, it's not a very positive way, but there are definitely different aspects of um, how this would work. And there's positive ways too. I'm sure you've seen um, different commercials on TV or even 
um, who does the storytelling really, really well, and even if whether you love them or hate them, is infomercials. And every time you're watching an infomercial, you'll see they follow a pattern and they also open a story loop. So one that I watched recently um, was for, because I, I was just curious, like what are the top selling um, products from infomercials? And I'll get to those uh, a little bit later in the episode, but I happen to be at the gym and they have these um, really awesome water massage chairs there. Like, I don't know if you've never done a water massage chair. It's totally worth a gym membership just to use the massage chairs. But anyway, they have these. And so they had an infomercial on. It was for like an infrared fryer. And I don't like, I don't typically watch TV, but now I watch it and I'm like, I see this pattern everywhere. So once you become aware of it, you're going to start to see it too. But they pull you in with, you know, nobody wants to have um, soggy vegetables or, you know, wants to eat out all the time, or I I can't even remember all the different components, but then they introduce like the solution to bring you like, what you really want is fresh, crisp, um, sauteed vegetables, and you want to be able to fry your meat inside regardless of the, I'm sorry, you want to grill your meat inside regardless of the weather, and it's got to be easy to clean up, and it can't smell, and And then they introduce you to this infrared grilling system. Long and short of it, they grabbed your attention because, you know, anytime you see like gross, crusty vegetables, you're like, nobody wants that, whether it's positive or negative, or they could have had the other effect where they're like, look at these beautiful vegetables that we um, grilled up and we did it inside. And then they, you know, they've grabbed your attention. Well, then the next component of this journey releases a chemical which is called dopamine in your brain. And what that does is it actually engages our emotions into the story. And so if you can grab their attention with awareness and release that cortisol and then move them to an emotional connection in the story, like they did with the egg commercial, um, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Well, you have a visceral reaction to that regardless. They've tapped into the dopamine piece, dopamine piece of it, taking us further down the story and into the funnel. What that does is keep, keeps us engaged in the story, keeps us engaged in wanting to know what happens next. So if you can create that same messaging for your business, and I'll give you an example in just a minute of how that would look, you are going to not only grab, once you have their attention, you're going to keep their attention and they want to know more because your brain will not stop until the loop is closed. And so it's, it's just a um, natural tendency is that once that story loop is open, your brain is looking for a way to close it, looking for a way to close it. So you have to come full circle. And if you don't, then um, your audience is gonna get frustrated and they, you know, they may not come back. But if you fulfill the circle and you, you complete the circle, they are gonna be hooked. They're gonna be back every single time. It's for the same reason that all of the um, popular movies and TV series are popular. There's always a beginning, grabs your attention, brings you in emotionally, and then the circle closes. And we'll get to this, the third component here in just a second. So the last component of what happens in our brain is that oxytocin is released. And oxytocin 
enables us to identify with the hero of the story. And so if we go back to our egg example that we just started with, and we talk about, you know, okay, the, here's your brain, the attention grabbing, or here's, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. That's, that was the um, middle dopamine connection. And then the last piece is, are there any questions? That is your um, empathy and creating a relationship or creating a a uh, curiosity and a connection with um, the hero of the story, which is not using drugs. So even though it's like not really a true hero, it's um, it's still somebody that you can relate to and you can relate to not wanting to use drugs. So let's look, let's look at another, I, I told you I had a couple more examples. I'm not sure if you've seen this ad, but this was one that came um, across my um, world recently. There is a new Alexa commercial and there's so many, it's so interesting if you're in marketing to just watch and see how markets are evolving and stuff. But Alexa is, if you don't know, uh, is the, um, system you can use through Google where you can turn on music and set your calendar and control different components of your house if you have a smart home. Um, all different kinds of things. Turn on lights, turn off lights, answer the door, uh, all, all different kinds of things. So in this commercial, it starts out with um, a young man who is the grandson of the grandpa in the commercial. And he's setting up an Alexa and he's like, Grandpa, I got you an Alexa. Um, and he, you know, is trying to get him engaged in it. And the grandpa's reading his newspaper and he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So it moves to the next scene in the commercial and the young man is doing dishes and he's singing this song and Alexa's not on, although Alexa could play music for you. Um, but he's singing this song and the grandpa is just kind of like, hmm, well, then the next scene is that the grandson is leaving and he goes, Alexa, set a reminder for grandpa that his favorite dessert is in the refrigerator. And the grandpa kind of looks over his newspaper and then the young man leaves. Well, the next day, um, the grandpa is looking out the window and he sees the grandson pulling up and he hurries to his chair and he says, Alexa, put on the song, um, whatever the song was that the grandson was humming. And so it was playing when the grandson came in. And so with that short little story, you can see they've touched on all of these three pieces of your brain. The first is grabbing attention. You're grabbing attention by saying, um, you, I, I really think that the attention grabbing component is um, when he's setting it up and, and the grandpa's kind of like, hmm, like most, most older generation is not going to be interested in an Alexa. And so they're grabbing your attention going, oh, okay, so how is this relating to that generation? Especially if you're an older adult, like, you know, a senior and you're like not really interested in it, it might pique your interest like, oh, well, why are they setting, why is he setting that up for the grandpa? And then the next piece, the dopamine piece, where you start, they start to pull at your emotions is when the grandson sets up um, Alexa to remind the grandfather about the dessert. And you're like, oh, that's like such a heart tugger. And it was like, it's literally a four frame commercial. And they've done this story. They've done it brilliantly. And then the last piece, which is the oxytocin, is when the grandpa 
pulls you into relating to the hero of the story, which is the grandson, by putting on his favorite song with Alexa. And so that is just another short uh, way that, that this storytelling has touched on all three parts of the brain and they've done it brilliantly to sell a product to a generation who normally would have no interest in having that product. So in my mind, it's brilliant marketing by Amazon. Why does it work? I mean, that really is what it comes down to is why does it work for business and why does it, um, you know, why is it so quick and easy for your brain to get sucked into that? And the answer is, is that it's very simple. There's just three components. It's easy to understand and there's no extra words. A lot of times when we're close in our business, we have a tendency to use big words and industry words and a bunch of words that we don't really need to add to the story. And it made me laugh because I'm a Marvel junkie, if you don't know um, about my Marvel addiction. I pretty much love every, not even just Marvel. I love Marvel and DC, but we happened to be watching TV and Ant-Man was on. And I haven't seen Ant-Man for a long time, but if you haven't seen the movie, he has a friend in the movie who runs a security company and he's just hilarious because every time he is going to tell a story or tell an antidote to Ant-Man, he adds in all these extraneous details that don't need to be in the story. But it's comical because every time Paul Rudd, who's Ant-Man, tells him just get to the point, he like even adds more details because he, he just can't help himself. And that is exactly what you do not want to do when you're creating messaging for your business. So if you haven't seen um, the movie, just if you can picture that in your mind to not be telling like the story about how it's um, Jose's brother, sister's cousin's girlfriend who worked at the deli on Tuesdays. I mean, like he just random details that he puts in the story that don't matter. It's like just get to the point and make it super easy and super simple and touch every part of your, of the brain with your story. And so one of the things I did was, um, it's sort of funny what you do for your business, but I actually started to watch infomercials because I just find it fascinating that, you know, infomercials have been around for as long as I've been around, probably longer and they work and people continue to buy millions of dollars worth of products from infomercials. And the reason that they work is that the people that create infomercials and create, especially those super long ones, have a methodology. And we're going to talk about the methodology in the next episode. So make sure you tune in next week for that episode. But um, two of the top selling, I, I almost wish you could guess what the two top selling products for um, infomercials is but I'm just going to tell you because I don't want you to have to guess. Number one is proactive. And I'm sure that they have more up-to-date um, celebrities that are helping them, you know, sell their product. But the one I happened to watch was with Jessica Simpson and she was much younger. So it was at least 10 years old. But it was interesting to watch the story because of the different components they pulled in. So... <clears throat> When you watch this, Jessica starts out and she immediately 
identifies a problem. She doesn't have clear skin. She's embarrassed about it. Number one, she's a celebrity. So they've already established authority because she uses their product. And number two, she's, she's identified the big problem that their target audience struggles with. And she's like, I get it. I struggle with it too. And then she moves into the solution, which is she started using proactive twice a day and it cleared up her skin. And now the last, the the final component is the results. And the results were that she doesn't have to worry about all the other things in her day that she has to contend with, like getting songs recorded and recording music videos. And um, the last thing that she has to worry about is keeping her her skin clear. And so it's a very simple story when you break it down and your brain is totally sucked in. And this was the short version. I'm sure they have longer versions. But um, if you ever want some inspiration for your own business of how to create messaging and story, go and watch and see if you can find the pattern. The second one, and, and the other component that they added in there before I move on to the second one, is they always have in infomercials testimonials that back up what they're saying their product does. And so the second top selling infomercial is for P90X. And they even have like cult people in there. <laughs> They're P90X cult people in their infomercial. It's very interesting. But it worked the same way. It started out with um, a, they didn't necessarily have a, well, yeah, they did. They had a celebrity actor or a celebrity person who was um, a client. And I believe it was a football player came in and said, I wanted to get more, um, basically he wanted six pack abs and to be more fit for his job. And then it moved into testimonials. And what was really powerful about the P90X is that they had comparison and it was before and after. And they could have done the same thing with proactive. It just, they probably do. It just wasn't in the um, clip that they showed in this article that I was reading. Um, But that's really powerful. If you have a before and after of a product or, um, the, the example that comes to mind for me is that, you know, say you're a web designer. If you do a before picture and an after picture and show the transformation, that's very powerful. Um, same with, you know, any kind of home service. Like if you do landscaping and you do before pictures and after pictures, that is really powerful. That will sell your work. And so thinking about those testimonials, the words are important, but you know, a picture, as they say, is worth a thousand words. So when you have both the words and the picture, that is really powerful and a really great way to not only engage your brain and tell a story without doing much work, but it will also sell your product. So then the next piece of that is um, in the proactive or in the um, P90X commercial is they had a very simple plan. You sign up for the product, you do the workout 90 minutes a day, and you see results. Like that was it. It was a really simple plan and it engages your brain because it's simple. So the point of this um, telling you about story is that you can see how powerful it is, how powerful it is and how many big companies use it. You can see it in brands like Allstate. They have created a character called Mayhem and they have 
really done a great job of creating this character. Um, the latest commercial that is out there as of this recording is um, there's a guy that has a ring doorbell and he can, there's a guy there and he said, um, I can't remember exactly the words he says, but basically he's there to steal the guy's car and the guy watches it from his phone and that's mayhem. And the result is, is that he takes the car and um, because the guy has Allstate, he doesn't have to worry about it because Allstate covers it. And so they become the hero of the story. You can relate to the hero. You, you see how we're going all the way through um, through the, like the actual actor is, or the actual person that got their car stolen is the hero of the story. And you can relate to him because you could very well be in that situation where your car gets stolen. But if you have Allstate, you don't have to worry. You can be just like this guy. So your homework, if I can, if I can give you guys homework, is I would love for you to start watching not only commercials, um, but TV shows and movies and even books you read and see if you can pick out these different components that interact your brain. Now, when you're looking at a TV show and um, a movie, this cycle will repeat itself again and again and again. And it's kind of annoying for my family to go to movies with me now because I'm like, oh, yeah, do you see it there? And they're like, stop it, <laughs> because they don't want to know how their brain is working. But because this is such um, an ingrained part of our human condition, that if you can tap into it with your business and really use that to create messaging and talk about your products and services, there's, you know, your audience will have no um, choice but to listen to you and be engaged in that story because their brain won't give them a choice. So if your your homework is one to go, you know, if you want to watch some infomercials and just watch commercials and just kind of jot down if you see that um, pattern. And then the other pieces is to start thinking about like, what does that look like for your business? Like if you could create that story and those three different components of, um, you know, how do you make people aware? You know, how do you engage them emotionally? And, you know, sometimes just jotting down emotions. And then the last but not least is, how do you connect them to the hero of the story? And so... We're going to really dig into this process next week with um, story branding and, you know, their specific framework and why, I, why I'm so passionate about it and why I think it's so important for everybody's business to really look at this framework and um, so much so that I became a guide. So I hope that you found this very fascinating and interesting. I always think it's interesting to learn new things and to discover like why our brain does the things it does. And um, I would love to get your feedback. So if you liked this episode and you enjoyed some of the, uh, the, the insights that I shared with you and the power of story, reach out to me on Instagram and send me a direct message. I'd love to hear from you. And if you think this would be valuable to someone else, I would love for you to share the episode and also leave me a, a review on iTunes. So thanks again so much for tuning in this week. Tune in next week. And I share with you a little bit about why I became a story brand certified guide. And until then, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. <music>